Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you listen to nothing to off the table. The podcast with no subjects too taboo to discuss. If you don't like it, why don't you take care of somewhere else? Yeah, I know they all look alike. No, they don't. And the earth is... Flat. Flat. The earth is flat. My reality, my senses tell me that the earth is flat and stationary. Everybody here can agree on absolutely one thing, which is it is not a globe. So you're saying that when, when far-right groups come here and throw demonstrations and have their rallies, they don't necessarily have to throw the first punch in order for you to, to react violently. The purpose of these groups in common Portland is to attack people. God hates America. Vile land of the sodomite damned. The most ungrateful and the most arrogant anti-God nation that ever existed. Enter the Phelps clan and other followers of the Westboro Baptist Church in Topeka, Kansas, who've become infamous for picketing the funerals of gay people with signs that carry slogans like, God hates fags. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your Wednesday night edition of Nothing's Off the Table. Uh, welcome back to my co-host, Vinny Vinster. What's up? What's up, Doc? Uh, hi, I, never I, I missed you guys last week. Yeah, you did. How's your tooth? Oh, my, my <laughs> severe case of uh, a dental syphilis seems yeah. to be getting better. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's a hell of a drug right there. Uh, Stizo, our producer, buddy. What's going on, boys? Well, you know, back at it yes. every Wednesday night. Yes. Um, yeah. So our guests tonight are, are Dane and Jen, and they are from DNM Paranormal here in wonderful, wild Missouri. Um, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. How's it going? It's going. It's going Welcome great. Um, glad, glad that you guys could be here. This is actually your second time. It is, but it has been the first time under this format and the first time under this name. Correct. Yeah. Uh, last time, last time uh, you guys were on the show was right at kind of the crossroads when I was shifting gears from from my old podcast in into this one here. Um, so, of course, we had to get you back on the show. Um, so why don't you real quick explain to the listeners a little bit of, about what you guys do? Go ahead. Well, we, we are a paranormal investigation team. We're just west of St. Louis, Missouri. We do commercial hunts that are fun, exciting, but we also help people out that are having problems in their home or business. 
And in addition to helping people, we also help spirits because sometimes there's just a miscommunication between the two. Sometimes there's something the spirit is trying to tell someone in the home. And I mean, there can be any number of reasons for a haunting, but uh, we try to have fun. But at the same time, when, when the stuff gets real, we're in there, we're doing our best to try to help the client and the spirit. How did you guys get into this? Oh, that's a long story. When ghost hunters and make it go- short. When ghost hunters and ghost <laughs> adventures came out, I've, I've always been curious about paranormal, but I never thought about pursuing it. But when ghost hunters and ghost adventures first came out on cable networks, I was obsessed. I would watch them, get a DVR, record them, talk to people at work about them. And one of the original guys from the Ghost Adventures crew, Nick Groff, decided to leave the show and started doing these paranormal events around the country. Well, he came to the Jeff City Prison called the Missouri State Penitentiary, which closed down in 94, I think. I know it it was open, I believe, for over 100 years. But anyway, he did a public event there, me and a friend there, and it was Nothing really going on until the very end of the night. We had a weird experience in a jail cell, and it did not involve the two of us. <laughs> Just letting you know that right now. And uh, I said, you know what? We should start doing this on our own. So we started looking for places to go. Jen ended up going with me one time. The activity was off the chart when she was around, but not with anyone else. So I told her, there's something special about you. He said I was special. And I started making her go with me. And over the last five years, we've built a team. We've been in several different states. We've helped lots of different people with different issues. I've uh, been to some crazy places locally and out of town and met tons and tons of people. So it's been interesting to say the least. So what happened when you guys were at the penitentiary? All right. So... Um, if you don't know what I'm talking well, here, let me just show you. All we have is a digital recorder and a K2 meter. A K2 meter measures EMF, which is electromagnetic frequency. So when it picks something up, like right now it's picking up an internet signal, the little lights will flash. But it needs an electrical source. The, the, the theory behind it is that a spirit, when it wants to speak, show itself, move something something it has to have an energy source so we were sitting in a couple different jail cells in complete darkness but the only thing we could see was the green light on the k2 meter so we could see a little bit so the jail cells were about four by ten maybe if that um and then they were at 10 foot ceiling so there was a big uh pulse pole chain a string from a pole chain light there was no light bulb in it but that's how they would turn their light off and on and my friend matt was saying that his string was moving well i I told him i said you know it's probably you're probably just breathing on it or something so five minutes later he says dude i swear to god this thing is moving on its own you got to come over here so i went over there i stuck the meter underneath of it and I said, see, if you if you move the thing, the, the little light causes a shadow. It looks like it's moving. All of a sudden, all the hair stood up on my arm. It felt like my arm was in a freezer. This thing pegged out to red, and it looked like something grabbed a string and pulled it about six inches toward the wall. And I was like, holy crap. And he's like, I told you. And that was gone. And so, 
there's no electrical source in that in that prison except in the very very front of that building so there's there's absolutely no logical explanation for what happened other than some type of spiritual energy well let me ask you before you guys got into this i know you said you watch a lot of the ghost hunter shows and all that but were you were you a believer then at that well, point yeah i believed okay I, 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 I had one paranormal experience when I was a kid. It wasn't anything fancy. It was actually uh, some friends of ours were playing with a Ouija board. And we went over there and I told him, you know, okay, where's your spirit? And he goes, well, he hangs out in the basement. So I told him to go down there and get him. And he went down there. And then uh, I came back up a few minutes later, and I said, where is he? Make him do something. He goes, well, he can't throw things, but he's standing over there in the corner. So I walked over into the corner. It was in an apartment, actually, and it was all open. So you had a living room, a dining room, and a kitchen that were all open to each other. I walked into the corner, and it felt like a freezer, and all the hair on my body stood up. And then I took five steps back, and it was gone. Walked into the corner again, and there was nothing there. So I, I got to tell you, for for the listeners' purpose, you and I have had this conversation many times. <clears throat> I, I'm a skeptic, right? Yeah. But but I'm I'm the skeptic that that wants to believe. If that makes any sense whatsoever, it does. Yeah. I, I would love to have an experience, but I think until I until I do, I I'll, I'll remain a skeptic. Well, but, did you not have an experience with us when we were standing in the woods? You know, I felt uh, I felt energy. Um, that it may, yeah, maybe we should go back and re- rephrase that. <laughs> kind of Sorry, I, I'm the one that went there. I, I felt a little, <laughs> a little something when we were in the woods together, but I think it was just a tip. I'm not sure. Were both his hands on your shoulders? <laughs> did, you not, did you not see all the leaders going off and making noise and lighting up all at the same time? I, I, I did. I saw that. But again, you know. But would you agree that there was no energy source out in the middle of the woods where we were? No, at? there there were, yeah, there weren't any power lines or, or anything like that. And and I I felt like an energy, but to me that it, it didn't sell it for me, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, so, and again, to me, the, the meters, I, I don't know. And I just, I had that skeptical mind. You know what I mean? Um, so, so what would it take for you to believe? Like, what type of interaction do you think that you need? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe seeing something move. You know, when I know for hundred percent certain that there's nothing around that that could have made that object move, or, or I don't know. Like you said, you know, you walk into a, into a cold spot. Like if when we were out at that that property, it was hot that night, and if we would have walked if I would have walked into somewhere it was freezing ass cold in just that one spot, then maybe I would have, I don't know, maybe again, I, I just, I, you know, I had that scientific background, the scientific way of thinking. Um, I, I don't believe, but I, I think it would be really cool to see some shit. I mean, it's good. You want a skeptic on your team and you want people to be skeptical because you want to, not instantly have everything be paranormal because not everything is uh-huh. a lot of times things can be debunked and can be explained and you can put rationale behind it. So, 
what thing is the cause for what their claim is. So it looks like we have our first caller of the night. Caller, go ahead. You're on Nothing's Off the Table. Um, hey there. This is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Um, I have a question for Dane and Jen. Go ahead. Okay, I hear I hear someone else talking, so I wasn't sure. Nope, go ahead. Oh, it's, it's Jen talking. Can, okay. Listen to your phone, not the show. Yeah. Turn turn the um, turn the volume down on the show. Okay, okay, got it. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay, my question is, um, I have this is really weird because I feel strange that, it, but it just has to be asked. I'm just more curious. Um, I used to live in an apartment that I found out after I moved out that a man that had lived in that apartment was 92 years old and he had died in that apartment. Um, but this is after I moved out. But when I was living there, um, I have a queen size bed and, um, I would, I don't know if it was sleep paralysis or seizures. I don't know what was going on, but, um, I physically felt my ankles being like I was on my back and I felt my ankles being pulled. Um, and then when I woke up, I like my butt was on, I just like the, the the other you know at the bottom of the bed, and then I just took a deep breath, and I just you know I'm like Jesus is here with me. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. So I turned the light back off. I you know I went back to bed. I took a couple deep breaths, and then it happened again. And then I turned the light on, and I was again at the end of the bed, and it was I was physically being pulled by my ankles, like I had marks from around my around my ankles, and I don't know what all that means, and I been about five years and i've just been i've been wanting to ask um someone who who might be able to put some input into that 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 um it was scary but it was kind of exciting that i was experiencing something cool i got excited listening to that story i'm not gonna lie i was (laughs) i was really really hoping it's gonna end in a different direction but it didn't So let, let me ask you this. Was that the only experience that you had like that? Um, yes. I, it, but it only had happened in that apartment where I found out, well, I needed to move anyway because I was, I had to change cities and, but I went back and talked to somebody else and they actually said that they had moved out of that apartment because I left something on top of the cupboard that I wanted that was, that was belonged to me. So I went back you know, the person that was living there. And I said, you know, my name's Jenny. I used to live here. And I said, you know, just by the way, have you had any, like, did you know that someone that, you know, did you, have you experienced anything in this apartment? And she said, yeah, she was me and my daughter are actually moving out because we've experienced so much, um, paranormal, you know, uh, haunting. Wow. I mean, it, it could be, Generally, there's three reasons why a spirit hangs around. One, they they died suddenly and don't know it. Or two, they're attached to a person, a place, or an object. Or three, they have some type of unfinished business, like uh, a murder victim that the killer was never caught. Or they were fighting with their aunt or uncle or cousin or somebody, and then they died and that never got resolved. Or, you know, they, 
there's any number of reasons why they would need some type of closure. Um, okay. If it, what, if it, what, what do they want with my? What do they want with pulling me off the bed? I mean, because no. it wasn't. It was, yeah, and then um, when I was moving out, I my a cute little anyway, a neighbor girl sat by, you know, to help me. You know, she's you know she knocked at my door and she's you know she's like, can I help you move? I'm like, oh, that's great because her parents, you know, was just kind of old school that she would have done that, but her parents sent sent her over to help me, and she's like. And then she was standing in my living room and she was looking in the back hallway and she goes, did you see that? Someone just moved. Huh. I mean, it could um, be the gentleman that died there. If that was in fact him, maybe he still felt like that with his home. And what are you doing? Okay. You know, I was wanting to ask, like, you know, I, I've looked into sleep paralysis. I've, um, I've been recently diagnosed with epilepsy, like, I've, you know, the first time, but that was only six months ago that I was diagnosed with epilepsy. Mm -hmm. I've never had any seizures or anything like that, but sleep paralysis kind of seems to kind of keep on coming up. But I know what I felt. I know that my ankles were being pulled. I know it was at the end of the bed, you know, like my, I was pulled so hard off the edge of the bed. Um, you know, my feet hit the dresser. I mean, it was a small room, so it wasn't really that far-fetched that the dresser was at the end, you know, just a few feet from the edge of the bed because it was a smaller room. But, I mean, I physically hit the floor. I physically left the bed. And I was just, I'm like, I went back to bed and I'm like, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. And I was kind of hoping it was going to happen again because it's like, oh, this is, you know, I'm scared of death, but this is kind of interesting. So I just wanted to ask about it. Well, we appreciate you calling in. It's, uh, sure. like, like Stizo said, that's a, pretty hot story there it's, uh um the, I don't, the I don't spank know. bank is full <laughs> yeah, well, I went back, the, thing, the thing is is like i went when i when i went back to see if what was above the cupboard that i had left like a year and a half ago you know i asked the lady i said hey you know lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Her daughter was 13 and she was there and she's, I said, have you experienced any, like, paranormal activity? She goes, yes. And she goes, my daughter and I are done with it, so we're going to move out. I'm like, yep, that's why I left. Cause, I mean, so that apartment, if I hadn't gone back to retrieve what was on top of the kitchen cupboard, and I hadn't asked that lady, she's like, yeah, my daughter's scared to death. And, you know, we love this apartment, but we're leaving because the activity is just too much for my little, you know, for my kid. Well, so anyway. I, I would say if it's... It, probably wasn't sleep paralysis because you don't move no. in sleep paralysis. I know. And that's, oh. that's a true physiological um, 
issue there that that does occur. Well, I sleep, yeah, and I have I have sleep paralysis for PTSD and being in the Air Force, and you know, like it's pretty broad spectrum. You know, like the post traumatic stress that I had. My foot was amputated about that time, and I thought it was like my body, like my muscles jerking, like in my leg or something, and. I actually went to the leasing office and I just said, I don't know if you guys can tell me this or not, but has anybody ever died in that apartment? And she said, yeah, like two years before you moved in, a 92-year-old man had passed. And I'm like, ah. I see. So I just thought it was like my limb loss and like the muscles um, adjusting, you know, adapting to the the limb loss, but, you you know, just the muscle spasms and they're like, no, there's this is happening. Like we can't keep anybody in that apartment because the entity is there. So Sage and all this other stuff came about. So anyway, you guys are doing great work. I'm a believer. I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> well, again, JL, we appreciate you calling in. Yeah. And thank you for your service. Thank yeah. you. And don't be a stranger. huh? Oh, I won't. I won't. Yeah. Y'all take care. All right. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye-bye. Okay. So, um, do you think, I, I don't know, theory wise here, do you think that, uh, spiritual, whatever, know that skeptics are skeptical and that's why they don't have the, the experiences. Do you think that has anything to do with it? I think, I, I mean, to see, a, to see a ghost with your own eyes is so rare that some people do this for decades and never see it. Uh-huh. I've been fortunate enough one time to see a full-blown figure with my own eyes. But it was right place, right time. Um, You know, it all happened so fast that half the people that were with us didn't even see it. So So, there were six people standing there, only three of us saw it. Well, the fact that more than one person saw it, I mean, that that leads to something. but. When, when I say I'm science minded, um, you know, I, I do believe in energy, you know, because again, it's, it's the law of thermodynamics, right? Energy can't be the first law is it can't be created nor destroyed. It just changes forms. So I, I believe in that aspect of it. And so when I said, I did feel a little something when we were out at that property, um, I, I felt something, but it wasn't enough to really convince me or to convert me into a believer. Um, and, and I wonder if, the fact that I, I don't believe has anything to do with not having any experiences, really. I think experiences can be any different than a physical experience. Uh, you hear something, you see something, you feel something. I think we get signs all the time, but I think people who don't believe aren't looking for them, don't see them, don't figure out a way to connect the dots. Huh. Fair enough. It's it's because I want to. But anyway, that's that's a whole other point. The only the only thing I could say is when when my father was was passing, he told me he pointed over to the corner of his room and he said, "Hey, there's people over there." And I I looked and clearly I didn't see anybody, but I told him don't worry about it. So again, science wise, that makes me go back. Is that is that the neurochemicals in the brain that prepares the body for for death? Um, I don't know, but the weird thing is, is that after he passed and the and the nurse came in and I said, uh, well, I told her what happened. I, he said that there were people over in the corner. She goes, oh yeah, that happens all the time. I said, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the building. She goes, no, this room. So, 
that kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies a little bit, but, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't experience it, so I can't. Right. So. Well, you know, once we started doing this, I knew that there was something about Jen that was different than the rest of it. So we fast forward. One of these things isn't like the other? Yeah. <laughs> so um, she's a medium. She can see spirits, hear spirits, feel them. Um, talk to them. Talk to them. And she would tell me things. And big, I really heard the boys 100%. But there was so many bizarre things that she would say that just didn't sound Caller, turn your uh, turn your show to mute. Are you there? Yeah, turn turn the volume down on your show. I did. Okay. Welcome to Nothing's Off the Table. Who we got? It's Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hello. So, what do you what do you got for our guest tonight? Um, for your guest tonight, I have a little story of my own. I was a non-believer. I was a cynic. That just that's this guy right here. Me. Right. So what happened? So um, my sister had bought an old house up in Wyoming. It was an old doctor's house from the 1800s, and it had quite a history. And she talked about all the things that happened in her house because the downstairs of her house used to be a morgue and stuff like that. And I didn't believe anything she had to say about it. It was completely cynical. Well, I moved into an apartment in a place in Colorado that was an old railroad uh, worker's house and in the 1800s. And I started, like, seeing this kind of apparition thing and started, like, feeling like something was there. And I just kind of, like, passed it off as, oh, you're just tired from working too much or whatever. Well, then I moved out of that apartment, and a year later I went back to that apartment, and the apparition actually appeared and... Like, was just kind of, I wasn't scared or anything. He was just kind of standing over me, and it was almost like he was happy I was back. And it seemed to me like a younger person. It felt like a younger person. And then when I moved out of that apartment and moved into my new house, the apparition appeared only once. He appeared and just was almost like, I want to check and see how you're doing, and then left and never came back. Hmm. That's weird. See, I, I want to have experiences like that. Again, I could maybe... Um, I don't know. I just, I, I want, I want to believe it. I just, I want that proof. And I know that's probably the hardest thing in the world to do. Right. Or even, not even so is. much proof. It's just, let me have an experience. That's, I guess that's a better way to say it. Yeah. I mean, there was absolutely no proof of it and no experience. I mean, like my sister said that several things had happened in her house and I was actually there when she said one of the things happened and I didn't believe any of it. Uh-huh. So you, I really didn't. Dana, Jen, you guys get that a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah and, and I don't try to convince anybody of anything. Everybody has to have their own experience. People believe or don't believe for any number of reasons. And it's just like talking politics with somebody. I, I could show you everything that we've ever captured and everything that we've ever experienced. But until you see that, you're not going to believe it. I think it's not. I think it's not so much seeing it as feeling it. Like this, this, this person or this entity was actually in my apartment, and it was in my new house. And you know, you you feel things, and and you get, you know, I don't know how I knew this guy was a younger guy, and I don't know how he was just there to check on me, but that it was just what it was. 
You know, Jen, when we go to places, gets feelings and and sees things and hear things, but I don't. Unless they come up and try to choke me or something, I don't know they're there. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you, you know, I don't know how or why different people have different things and abilities, but going back to what I was talking about earlier, you know, I really wanted to believe that my wife was, was telling me the truth. But it wasn't until my mom was dying, and it was the day before we took her off the ventilator, and she started describing people to me that I know for a fact that she has no idea who these people are. None of them. And one of them was my mom's best friend who died of ALS. She goes, who's, who's the lady? That's, she's got, like, sandy blonde hair. And she goes, when I see her, she's sitting in a chair. But when she's addressing your mom, she's telling her that everything's going to be okay, that where she's going, everything is good, and you're healthy again. And I was like, that was my mom's best friend who died of ALS, and she was wheelchair-bound when she passed. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. It's, Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. Go it's ahead. It's a real thing. I had a, I had a best friend that was – I didn't – I had moved to Hawaii – and um, I didn't even know she was sick and she was actually in ICU and she visited me in a dream. And we were in, I was in a store in Hawaii in my dream, one of the stores that I'd been to. And I was looking at, at beach bags and she came up and I'm like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that don't worry because I'm going to be okay. And the very next morning she passed away and I got a call from a best, another best friend of ours that she had passed away just unexpectedly from liver cancer. Huh. Uh, I do know that there's just there's a lot of things in the world that we can't explain. Um, science science isn't all that. I mean, it's not the all knowing, all being. But here's the thing: is when you're trying to apply logic to something like paranormal that is not logical, it, you just you just can't. Right. Well, but that's where we get hung up at. Where where where, where does our conscience go? Where do our thoughts and feelings go? You know, if, if all we were was just a body that ran around and ate food and built homes and sat around and didn't do anything, where do our feelings go? Where does our conscience go? Where does that energy from our bodies? Our bodies are only bound here to earth because of our bodies. Well, as you clearly stated earlier, I have no feelings, so I don't know. Well, that's true. <laughs> So you will be the feeling of ghost. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, I have a question. Ghost Hunters has been on television for 10 years, and they've never caught a ghost. Uh, that's not true. No, Did you I'm, see last like, week's episode? Pretty, uh, pretty sure it's true. Well, what, what do you mean by catch a ghost? Like prove that they've caught a ghost. <laughs> They're ghost hunters. Well, you know, it's not like like hunting where you shoot an animal and bring it home. I mean, um, to me, especially if you look at last week's episode where they're using some type of low-light camera that actually detects photons, they clearly caught a shadow figure peeking around the corner and then walking away. It wasn't even really around the corner. It was like through a door. You know, and they spent a lot of time on the show actually trying to debunk it, and they they couldn't do it. Um, 
So we've got the the pictures um, of Rachel when we were at Ashmore States. Yeah. Our daughter, um, she goes with us sometimes too, and we were on the was it the second floor or the third, third floor? floor? Third floor of Ashmore Estates, and we went to one of the uh, rooms, and she was standing in the closet, and she had her arms crossed like this, and I have um, my Canon camera; it's a digital um, camera, and I had it on action, and so it took like six pictures back to back really quick, and. I didn't see anything while I was standing there taking the pictures, but when I went, we went downstairs and I started reviewing them and behind, and when I started reviewing them and playing them in order, you could clearly see the outline shadows of a child size and it was moving towards her. It wasn't behind her. Like you could see her shadow behind her, but then there was one on the wall that just every frame, it got closer and closer to her. Huh. And we went back up and we tried debunking it. The only way there to create was... a shadow on the wall that close was to be standing an inch away from it. Yeah, I know. I just interrupted you. <laughs> hey, hey, caller, we're going to let you go. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. But right. we want to give Thanks, some, uh, Have a good night. Thanks, some other folks a chance to call in. Um, <clears throat> Steve, I don't know if you saw the comment in the room that's uh, Ghostbusters, not Ghost Hunters. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> but they actually, but, you know, but they caught ghosts. That's true. Christopher Horn goes in the room. All ghosts uh, are just demons. Dead people don't roam the earth. What What are your thoughts on that? I I personally disagree. Um, I don't believe that that ghosts are demons. I've had too many personal experiences. Um, I have. Um, hmm. Which way you want to take this? I mean, people people believe what they want to believe. We go to church. We've talked to our pastor about this. Pastor actually finds the fact that she is a medium very fascinating. And one of the assistant pastors that used to uh, work there said his mom was a medium. So, I mean, Caller, people... you're on the air. Nothing's off the table. Go ahead. Hey, Doc. It's Brute. Hey, man. I figured I'd call because I don't specifically remember crossing paths with D&M locally, but when I used to work at a uh, shop here locally called The Pointed Hat, it was a witchcraft pagan magic store that dealt with a lot of different house cleansing, and we worked with SS Paranormal locally doing different stuff. But um, I was just kind of curious as far as, with those two like different locations they've been to because i know we went to eastern penn we've been to gettysburg we did sleepy hollow you know we did a couple different spots we did a couple different like blessings and cleansings and stuff like that so uh what 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 exact i guess i'm i'm pretty stupid Um, are you asking if we've done those no i just wasn't sure like different locations you guys been to because i know like a lot of times it's more like a kind of like generically put like a residential thing to where most of the investigations are household investigations to where like more of the commercial stuff would be like going into Eastern Penn and doing like an overnight there or something like that. Yeah, we do both. We started out just doing commercial stuff because we didn't know any better and we didn't know what to do. But once once we started hearing stories from people that needed help, we started getting into doing some residential stuff in our second year. And, um, 
you know, so we've we've done the cleansings and stuff. We've been to like Waverly Hills. We went to Valeska Ice Murder House. Uh, we've been to Edinburgh Manor several times. Uh, we've been to Missouri Hillsburg. State Penitentiary. Um, where else are we going? Hales Bar. Hales Bar Dam. That was probably one of the most active places we went. And Wheeldon uh, Manor. Manor in Kentucky. We've been there before. What, what so, about Mineral Springs? Yes, we've been to Mineral Springs more times than we've been anywhere. A, because it's local, and B, because it's really... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Big. It's a great place for a lot of people to go and not disturb each other. Now, do you guys do like a traditional kind of like research thing to where like you use the EMFs, you know, and like the different recording devices? Or do you do like certain seances? Because like I know I have a uh, William Fluid board from like 1939, one of the original like first run spirit boards and stuff like that. Plus, I have a couple that were made from like, you know, different witch doctors and stuff like that. But um, I know a lot of times we use different forms of communication when we did the certain like investigations. No, we don't. We don't do any seances or anything like that. We use. I think we've got REM pods, K2 meters. I've got an SLS camera. I got four different DVRs. We've got full spectrum cameras, um, paranormal music box. Got an Eddie meter. I mean, we've got quite an extensive collection of equipment. Um, we do have team members with different abilities. So there are times where I ask Jen to tap into her spiritual sense and see if she can pick up on anything because not everything wants to communicate. You know, you could be standing in a whole room full of ghosts and they could be pointing at Andy and laughing at how, how small his wiener is. And Well, real well people that would that. make me a believer because that's fact. Real people do that too. Um, also, do you guys like, has there been any times to where like you guys, you know, essentially brought or have like a spirit or entity attached to you and you brought it home. Yes. Yes. I just brought <laughs> I brought home uh the doctor from Whispers Estate, which was the last place that I went right before all the quarantine stuff. Uh actually the city and county did their lockdown while you were there. No, they were not while I was there. The Monday, I think the Monday after I got back. So I came home on a Saturday. Anyway, Jen did not go with me. Jen doesn't do any research about places before we go. So she didn't really know anything about Whispers Estate. But when I came home, you know, no big deal. The first night she told me that uh, one of the dogs had a panic attack in the bed. 
we sleep in different rooms because apparently I snore so loud the neighbors complain. <laughs> well, it doesn't bother me, but only when I stop breathing. But anyway, uh, she said the dog had, had a bad night, had a panic attack. Well, then the next night, you know, the door started opening by itself. and Yeah, so that was completely weird. So I'm asleep, and I wake up to the bedroom door opening up, and then I'm like, hello? And nobody responds. And then the door pulls shut, and I'm like, maybe there's a draft. Maybe the window's open. So I got up and... The windows were all closed in the bedroom and out in the house. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. Just go away. I'm not dealing with this. And I went back to sleep. And the freaking door opened again. I heard footsteps. So I figured it was him coming into the bathroom. And then I heard the door shut. And I'm like, what in the hell? And so I actually got up and got out of bed, walked out of the room. And I'm looking for him. And I'm like, Dane? Dane and I hear nothing. I don't see him. Carmel's freaking out, looking at the corner by the door. I walk all the way throughout the the upper level of the house. He's nowhere out there. I finally go back and I I hear that he's actually still in in the room and he's snoring. So it's not like he was trying to hide from me. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And then Rachel noticed it. Yeah, so... Then they said there was a big, tall figure standing in the doorway, almost like staring at him, like a black shadow. That's when I said, that's the doctor. So the description of the guy that owns the house when we went into the doctor's room is the doctor is a tall, slender shadow figure, and he likes to stand in the doorway and stare at you and try and intimidate people. And he especially doesn't like women. Well, and there was a nurse that kept showing up like the next day before I cleansed, when I went walking around and I was trying to figure out who was there, there was a nurse that made herself seen um, to me. And she kept going, I'm trying to find the children. I'm trying to find the children. And she was like, I could see her, like she was bending over and like looking under things. And I'm like, the only child here is my daughter. She's, she's not under the furniture. And she's like, no, no, I'm trying to find the children. And then she like turned and left the room. And I'm like, Dang. <laughs> so wait, you saw a nurse? Is it, you actually saw yeah. something? Huh. So, so, so I sometimes with using my mediums of skills, I'll get vision. So like when I'm closing my eyes, I'm actually sometimes seeing like little movie clips or um, a slideshow. And so I can usually like see things and get visions of the energy, the the spirit of whomever I'm communicating with. Um, Sometimes I, it'll be like an overlay in the room that I'm in. If I'm actually on location somewhere, I might see the location as it was when it was actually functioning versus the decomposed state that it might currently be in. But yeah, there was, um, there was a nurse there. She had on the, the white nurse's dress. Her hair was pulled back low she had the the little nurse hat on and you know she had a name badge on and and she just clearly clearly looked like a nurse and she's just like I'm looking for my children I'm looking for the children just repetitively like trying to find them like she was anxious that almost like she was going to get in trouble if she didn't find these children and get them back where they belonged so so did you tell her bitch I'm trying to sleep go look somewhere else (laughs) 
Well, I didn't see her at night when I was sleeping. I seen her the next day when I was walking through getting ready to do the cleansing to kick everybody out that did not belong in my house. Got it. He so got the day. Do we have Dane, Dane somehow made the cut? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I bring a paycheck on the spirit stone. Let's <laughs> not making money. I'll probably be sleeping up in the backyard. Do we have any spirits in attendance with us tonight? Uh, um, well, when we first signed on and I was trying to link in, that's what I was trying to figure out. The first thing that I picked up was three and I'm trying to, and that's why I was asking who does the fencing because one of them is presenting themselves in a fencing attire with the sword and, and the mask. Um, uh, it's probably just a COVID (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say you got a demon on the phone does that count <laughs> but um, yeah well, the question I had seriously though is like I know there's a lot of people that are skeptics you know is there like certain things you could tell them maybe because I like I know like I've explained it differently to people but like is there something you guys would be able to kind of like against like push forward in order to like get somebody to kind of like open up their mind a little bit towards it uh, I mean, not really. If they, if they don't, well, here you're you're an experienced investigator. So, what would you say if you were sitting in the middle of the woods, far away from, probably at least a mile away from any electrical source, and you had a K two meter pegging, you had two REM pods going off at the same time in a millimeter spot. What would you say to that? I mean, the the investigator in me would definitely say that something was going on. But the thing with my investigations was kind of kept me more open to like different possibilities was the fact that I wouldn't rule out anything scientific. Like example, back where I was from in the middle of Pennsylvania, we're not typically known for earthquakes but there was a fault line that just happened to activate at the right time, causing a mini earthquake and things to rattle off the walls and stuff like that. So I think the biggest thing with like skeptics and trying to explain it to them is, you know, yeah, you could be out in the middle of the woods with no whatsoever, you know, but you could just so happen to be at a precise spot where there is some sort of electromagnetic field going on that causes Certain things to spike. So, I mean, yes, technology is faulting, but the best way I describe to people as far as like skepticism is you have a piece of metal that's non-magnetic in and of itself. But if you expose it to something that allows it to be magnetically charged, it therefore takes the form of being a rather, instead of a regular piece of metal, a magnetic piece of metal. So that most spirit or entities that attach to a certain place or a certain thing in and of itself, that may be just a remote control car, but there's something that the spirit or entity sees in that remote control car and it attaches to it, just like the piece of metal that's now magnetized. Yeah. I I have a theory, and of course, I can't back it up with anything, but I, <laughs> you know, that's why it's a theory, but um, I, let, me, let me throw something at you, a little curveball, if you will. What if they're not ghosts or spirits at all? What if there's a uh, 
some kind of slip or rip in uh, dimensions because we prove that dimensions are real. And what if it's... Well, go ahead. I can tell you a lot of pagans... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all right. But um, a lot of pagans believe that certain times, like if you go to charge crystals, the best time to do it is during a full moon because that's when the certain energies as far as chargings are the highest, you know, and there are certain times of the year around Samhain and stuff like that, what most modern people call Halloween or All Hallows Eve, that the veil is the smallest and the thinnest between the spirit realm and the real realm. Well, I wouldn't for without a shadow of a doubt agree with you, you know, that at certain times, you know, yes, there are certain events that happen, certain people that are more empathetic towards others to where the veil is thinner, allowing more stuff to happen to where it may not necessarily be a specific, like Gettysburg is huge for maybe not a specific ghost or spirit, but just the overall amount of death and energies and just everything involved. It's just a huge energy field there, basically. But I can, all right, I, I can buy off on that. Um, you know, it's like I said, a lot of times it's not the ghost, spirit, or entity in and of itself. It's just there was so much, like a, that's why a lot of insane asylums and stuff like that, our mental hospitals, are high peak areas because of the fact that there was so much disturbance and so much crap going on in that location that all that energy stays penned up and then it can be in the form of stuff slamming a wheelchair moving that doesn't necessarily mean that a spirit is moving it it's just the overall energies of the area that's causing it huh. okay i could i could all right i can maybe see that uh jen what, what's going on um bert do you use fire with what you do me mm-hmm Yes, I, uh, ironically enough, I've taken the form of fire and, you know, different forms of communications while doing spirit entity work and actually used to do a sideshow work afterwards where I manipulated fire as well and breathed it and everything else. So yes, I really do play with fire. Do you do any type of like um, chanting or, or ohm? Um, when you, when oh yeah, you... we've done anything from. Um, I've worked with voodoo people. I've worked with um, legit witch doctors from you know parts of Africa. I've worked with uh, foreign blood witches, eclectic, local traditional witchcraft, Satan. Tell them what you've been writing down. This is what she's been writing down since Bert got on the call. What's up? He, he it, probably can't it, see it because he's on the phone. No, Can I'm you see? Oh. Shut the radio off. Steezo bitches about that. <laughs> so, okay. So I started writing down, um, like, right after you got on, um, different things. And I've got candles, chanting, um, blood. Um, I've, I've got an altar that I've drawn I'm just, I'm like really overwhelmed right now um, with just like a bunch of different types of like. So, it, it's, it's so if anything, we've definitely landed Andy uh, or the caller Anthony a three-way, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Good old Tizo. <laughs> no, but um, in all actuality, I can tell you I've had multiple people that were either mediums and or witch doctors attempt to look deep into me and essentially all, every single one has said no, they want no parts. Because of <laughs> a lot of work I've done and stuff I've dealt with. <laughs> they just want no parts. They're just all jokes. Well, my I'm a bit, my guys know, won't I'm let me. Like, I get that and then I get a wall. And they're like, no. Um, there's, yeah, no. Okay, so I have a question for. uh, Okay, so, okay, so it's odd that the people that believe get to see all this crazy stuff. So, with that being said, only people that believe see the crazy stuff. Do you think? So, do you think? No, 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 hold on, no, 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 hold on. Hear my, hear my full question. It's a two-part question. So, do you think that there are certain people that are chosen? to be able to see these things and some people just don't have that gift. Is it a gift or is it, a, it, it, it okay, so maybe not, maybe sometimes it's not a gift. Maybe it's a, it's a, a curse, you know, because I'm sure there's some mediums out there that see nothing but bad stuff all the time. So a, um, is it, are certain people chosen to be able to see this or to see, to witness this thing, these things, or is it a nightmare for some people? I think it can be the same same person. I mean, I've seen good and I've seen bad. So, you know, a lot of it is, and and if you don't, if you're not cued in, if you're not dialed in, and if you're not willing to work it, there's, I know people that fight it. They don't want to see these things, whether it's for the greater good or not. Um, They don't know how to control it and and control the volume of what they see and what they don't see. do you do you believe it's a chosen few though? Do you believe it's a chosen few that get to uh, be a part of this paranormal activity, or witness it? Well, I've witnessed a lot of paranormal activity that I, that I would say is paranormal, but I've never witnessed it in the sense that she does. And so I don't get the visions. I don't get the feelings. I have on a couple of cases gotten the heebie-jeebies, and let me tell you, if I get that, something's about to happen. But also, for you the part, a lot to do with um exposure as well. Like if you read a lot of literature and you really, really get into it, I believe that it also opens up. Some people aren't naturally born with gifts. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay, you may not know anything about war, but you read a lot of fictional Jeffrey Sahara books and a lot of factual history books. And next thing you know, you're a war buff. You want to go to reenactments and know stuff like that to where, you know, you may not necessarily believe or know a lot about paranormal, but you get, you know, you start off with like Raymond complete guy to witchcraft. And then that pushes you towards Scott Cunningham literature and other stuff like that. And then next thing you know, you're you're wanting to dabble in the thought of doing paranormal stuff, and then you end up becoming a believer out of it. Well, I tell you, we had we've had Michelle Belanger on the show twice now. Um, uh, are you guys familiar with her at all? I am not. No. So she's a uh, self-proclaimed psychic vampire. She's been on a lot of the shows on any paranormal state uh, things things of those nature, and. 
when I asked her that question, Stizo, she said, uh, anybody, it's not just a chosen thing, um, but you really have to, I, I'm paraphrasing here, you have to be, you know, taught to be able to tune in, if you will, like dialing in on a radio or something, you have to be taught that, but everybody has the ability. So for, for what that's worth. Um, you know, and honestly, just like to put it in perspective with welding, like at one point before you learned to weld or honed your skill and stuff like that, your beads probably looked like shit, you know, but now you can run a solid bead because of continuous practice and continuous exposure to where if you're constantly doing, you know, like the investigations and you're opening yourself up to it, you become better through time and you're able to notice more things and see more things or hear more things. It's crazy because, again, I don't believe, but I really, really want to, and I'm still waiting to have that experience. Um, let, let me shift gears a little bit here. Go ahead, Vinny. You look like you want to say something. Yeah, there was a comment in the room uh, three or four hours ago. Um, <laughs> I'm just curious what uh, they would respond to this. Uh, Christopher in the room says, you don't mess with this stuff. The fact that they are doing this summoning and medium crap shows me that they are not true Christians because the Bible condemns all of that practice. Um, just curious what well, you think of what, what uh, tell you me Jen and Dane think of that. So. <laughs> I don't believe in the Bible. Well, the question was oh. for Jen and Dane. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah, bro. <laughs> was written by a lot of different people from a lot of different time period, and a lot of it was second, third, and fourth hand. So if everything... If, so, to, so to believe in it from at any standpoint just makes no sense. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. So I do, I do have a relationship with God. I do believe in Jesus Christ, but I don't think that what we're doing is bad. And the reason I don't is because we have helped countless people, both here on the earth and spirits that are unable to move on for some reason. So you're going to get that. There are some people that believe the Bible 100%, but, you know, they also say the stone, the gaze, and don't eat bacon and, you know, and there's all kinds of things that contradict itself in the Bible. Well, and you've got the books of the Bible that were removed because they didn't go along with. Right. So here's, here's what I'm saying, that, that religion was made by man. Jesus was not religious. Jesus was not a Christian. Jesus was a Jew. It taught about God's love and God's forgiveness. Man made up religion, and man made it up to fit their own narrative. The religious people are the ones that killed Jesus Christ. The religious people were the ones that took books out of the Bible that didn't fit the narrative. Well, I can tell you two. Actually, those were kings. Those were called kings. And, like, the big thing with apologetics is there actually are parts in the Bible where the disciples and or Jesus cast out demons in God's name, so that technically does deal with cleansing and paranormal things. Right. I want, I want to shift gears a little bit here. So I, I've i been told by a couple people in the past that, that I'm an empath. Now, I, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> Can you explain that and break um, that down? Basic, 
basically, as far as I explain that to people, is have you ever been like, you've been in a happy mood and all of a sudden you feel sad for some reason? Or you've ever been angry and you can't quite pin why you're angry. You're just in a really shitty mood. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's because you pick up on other people's energies. Like the whole the whole phrase, one bad apple ruins a bunch. Everybody can be having a blast hanging out. And because Johnny over there got dumped by his girlfriend and he's sad, it brings the whole mood of the room down. Fucking Johnny. So basically empathic people are people that feel things that aren't necessarily their own thing. You're, you're, you're more attuned to where, like, if you see somebody struggling, you feel you're not just kind of like, Oh, you know what I mean? Dan, that really sucks. He's crippled. You really feel for them. You're like, you know, son of a bitch. Like I can, you go almost like you can feel the pain in the person's leg as you watch them walk by. (laughs) Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, anyway, Hey, Brute, uh, why don't we let you go, brother? Uh, I appreciate you calling in, but we want to give some other folks a chance to call in. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, I love you. Don't we all? I know you do. I'll see you in, I'll see you in March, brother. Or, or, or August. I'm sorry, March. I'll see you in August, all right, buddy. Dude. Hey, they're making weird faces. Is that guy typing some more stuff? Probably. Uh, no, no, not yet. Um, I'm curious to see what Jen and Dane had to their thoughts on Andy's being uh, accused of being an empath. Accused. Uh, I've only been around Andy one time, so other than, you know... Oh, so you're a lucky one. one. Yeah. Oh, God, you are so lucky. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I don't know Andy real well. I know uh, there are a lot of people that could be considered empathic. Um... I don't believe I am because I I see things and I and I just have a hard time feeling sorry for someone unless I personally know them. Well, you have no soul, right? But my mom, there's no feelings. But my mom, on the other hand, whenever she would hear an ambulance driving by or a fire truck driving by, she would almost break out into tears, even though she had no idea where they were going and what they were doing. Huh. So her. Her and I were on a completely different uh, wavelength. Yeah, I, I was just curious, um, because I didn't number one, I didn't know what it was when I was <laughs> like Vinny says being accused of. But um, it, there's there's so much I, I don't know so much of the brain that is that is unexplained. Um, you know, the, the popular theory out there now is that we only use about ten to twenty percent of our brain. So I, I don't know. Is it something right. that? Uh, what if somebody was born and they could use thirty percent? What does that other ten percent hold? Yeah, you know, what what are they seeing and feeling and doing that the rest of us don't? Yeah, I so we need brain scans. Well, I I, you, I bring that up because, um, growing up as a teenager, my my dad and I didn't have the greatest relationship, right? Um, like any teenage boy. Who's who's being told to do what what he doesn't want to do? So there's always some of that that friction going on. But later on in life, we became pretty close, and we could uh, a lot of times pick up on each other's thoughts. So is that paranormal? Is that just nature that we just don't understand it? I I don't know. Um, but that's food for thought, I guess, if you will. 
Um, I think this is probably the most callers we've ever had on a show. Ever. If you combined all the shows together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. It's 757 number. Caller, go ahead. You're on nothing's off the table. Oh, you know it is. Ugh, a drug job. Yeah. Hold on. I, I couldn't tell by the way you came oh. in on the phone by So Jeff, Jeff, welcome to this. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, for DNM those guys, what's your vision for the future, man? Uh what are you guys' plans and everything? What are you what are you hoping for? We're just looking to help people out. Really that that's our goal. I've got places commercial places that I want to visit and do ghost investigating. But ultimately my goal as a team leader is to be able to help people out when they need it. Cause there's not, there's nothing worse than people are, that are terrified to live in their own home, either a, because they don't understand or, you know, there's any number of reasons why they're having problems in their house, but um, to be able to go in and diagnose and, and help somebody out that's been suffering in some cases for decades because they didn't know where to turn. They were afraid someone wouldn't believe them. They were terrified that someone might find out and think they're crazy. Well, I think that that's a lot of it, right? Every, everybody um, that are non-believers. I'll tell you this, that a lot of people are talking about it now, like ghost adventures and ghost hunters did for paranormal what Tiger Woods did for golf where, you know, the average person didn't watch golf before Tiger Woods came around. The average person didn't know anything about paranormal or ever thought about it. You know, what I'm really curious of, and, and I know that you guys couldn't answer this, but I wonder how many people actually truly do believe, but they're they're too afraid to come forward and admit it because of the fact that people think that they're they're crazy. I bet you it's probably far more than we imagine. I would say it is probably far more, especially for people that have like myself that, you know, have gifts or abilities or, you know, whatever you want to call it with being a medium, psychic, intuitive, whatever. Um, Because I, I mean, I've been doing it for a while and I still sometimes doubt myself instead of trusting myself, but the majority of the time I'm right. And it's not that I'm guessing. I just have to trust that what I'm receiving from spirit and from the guides is, is truly what it is. Um, but just putting yourself out there, you open yourself up to being ridiculed or being accused of, or, you know, I mean, I'm not out there like summoning demons or worshiping the devil. What I'm doing when I'm working with my clients on the medium side and psychic side doing readings, I'm working with them to, Bring them peace and comfort and, and working for the greater good of who they are hoping to hear from and 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 just them and their remnants of where they're at in their life. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I'm glad that I'm actually a part of DNM because doing that has actually helped me branch out, develop my gifts, and be able to help other people. Um, I've done readings for people that I don't know, like I've never met them before. And I've been able to do readings and and be on point with information that there's no way that I had any chance of knowing if it wasn't given to me. Um, And if by sharing messages brings them comfort and on both sides, then I'm going to do it. And I've decided that this is the year that I'm going to do it. 
is it scary? Yeah. Um, are people going to talk? Probably, but it's for the greater good. And I think it's what I've been called to do. And I think that's, you know, a benefit of being on the team is being able to go into a house and, you know, tell somebody that, yeah, I can pick up. I don't read our case files on residentials. The only thing I do is um, I look, I might look at the address to kind of get an idea of the location we're going to be in, but anything else that they fill out on our residential survey it goes to Dane or another team member and I don't do any research and I don't read the file. Um, that way, when I go in, we look and see what, what I pick up on, what the client, you know, I'll do a silent walkthrough, walk through the home or, or the, the building, see what I pick up on and I make my notes and then we investigate. And then after we've started our investigation, we come back at a point and we recap and, the amount of times that I'm able to tell them things that the client has told them, or I'm able to validate things that they saw on the equipment. It makes it pretty hard to deny that something is going on. I, I want to make it clear to everybody that you guys don't charge any money for anything that you do. Yeah. That was the question no. I had is if there was a business model or if this is something you do no. on a purely volunteer basis. Yeah, we do not charge anything. Um, We've we, had a couple people give us a donation. One of them we used to buy some equipment, and another one we donated to charity. So we we don't ever ask for anything. Um, and the only reason that we they even get, I mean, we like went there was like a five ten minute back and forth. No, no, no. And the one person put the money in our gear when we were packing up, so we didn't even know until we got home. Yeah. And I called them back and I'm like, you didn't have to do this. And they're like, you helped us. We wanted to. No, we do not charge. Um, a- Amy's been we just, pretty vocal in the chat room. Yeah, I've been begging her to call in. I uh, really want you to call in, Amy, because I thought I was tracking on point with you. And now I'm a little bit confused um, with a couple of comments. That's not hard to do. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surmise it with... Hold on real quick. Jeff, we're going to let you go, buddy. Okay, bud. Thanks, yeah, man. Let me see if, Thanks, man. Bye, bud. Let me see if I could find it here. Sorry, our... We kid. almost had a sacrificial dog. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs are tasty. I've, I've had them. It, All right. I got to go help my kid for a minute. I'll be right back. All right. Yay, I'm playing solo. Yay. <laughs> how, much, how much time do you guys have? Um, I don't know. Okay, good. Cause we, uh, we don't really have a timeline. If we got people that keep calling in, I will just keep rolling with it. All right. Um, Amy, please, please call in. Uh, yeah, Amy seems to be a skeptic specifically with you guys, not necessarily with, uh, paranormal things oh okay all right uh, i have a question uh like when you guys go to an, <clears throat> to investigate like what kind of credentials do you uh present when you as an investigator what kind of schooling have you gone through to be an investigator of paranormal um, activity there, there's, or is it, or is it yeah. like a dr dre thing he's not really a doctor <laughs> Ours is um, just personal experience and uh, field experience, okay. um, collaboration with other teams, other investigators, 
um, there's no real school per se that you go to. Okay. I, I, I didn't know if there was a college course, if it was, you know, like a <laughs> liberal arts degree or something. Right, right. Um, th- does it hurt your feelings when people don't believe you or, or say you guys are, are full of shit or whatever? No, because like Dane said, you can't convince we're not going to argue and convince anybody if, if they don't believe or if they choose not to believe that's on them. I'm not going to get into an argument with somebody if they want to have a civil conversation, you know, we'll sit, we'll talk to them. We can, you know, tell them experiences that we've had. We've got, you know, video clips and audio clips and, and some things that we've caught on camera. And we're not quick to say that things are paranormal, but we we've done our due diligence and that's the thing doing our due diligence consulting other team members um other people outside of our team even other states um hey have you seen this have you experienced this you know sending them the the files to look at and see what they can come up with um at the end of the day it it can still be up for debate so but no it doesn't it doesn't hurt my feelings um because not everybody's going to believe. I mean, I got people in my own family that, that don't believe in the paranormal. And I can't let that run my life. Amy, uh, please call in because you're really confusing the shit out of me. Ask past guests. Which, which one? I don't know. And, and I know you said, Amy, that you've had personal experiences as well. So let's talk. Let's talk about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm the crazy one. But... Um, which there's probably a lot to be said for that but yeah i think um people are always i agree with you not everybody's gonna uh, uh, believe or agree with you and and i guess there's probably different schools of thoughts with it being paranormal and something that can't be necessarily proven i guess you're it's almost uh yeah all right i'm gonna say it. it it's like having faith you know it's like believing in God. You can't prove that, but, but you know, for yeah, it's like why I'll never argue with an atheist, right? Um, and that's the thing, you know, because you we're loaded to the gill with facts and knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you it's get... not my it's not my duty to convince you, right. or be convinced by you, right? Right, and maybe it's not their time to have the experience or their time to. To believe, you know, maybe it's something down the road that they have to experience for them to be able to have that aha moment. But, you know, it's like people say, oh, you're talking to to spirit, that's demon, that's demon, all spirits are demon. Okay, well, then God, the Father and the Holy Spirit, are they demon? You want to go there? Because I don't think they are. I think I think if you believe in one, you have to believe in the other. Exactly. All the way the down the line, time. Christianity the- and everything. If if you believe that there's uh, paranormal, I think a lot of people. Uh, if you had to put it in a demographic, I would think that people that believe in ghosts and and, and all of that stuff uh, absolutely believe in God. And people that are atheists and don't believe or uh, pagan uh, uh, or are not uh, believers of that kind of paranormal activity. Which is where I stand, and and I don't I don't hate you for it. I don't want you to die in your sleep tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I am I'm, I'm just I'm a skeptical 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 third mic P 
piece of shit funny guy that tries to come up with one-liners and throw them down range during the show. I was actually personally convinced of the existence of God the first time I saw Steezo. And it's not because he's so handsome. It's because somehow he's still fucking alive. Speaking of that, uh, I just got a text from Keurig, Steezo. And she said that uh, you need to smile because you have a beautiful one. Oh, oh boy, it's it's Steezo night. It's my, it my future ex-wife. You guys shut up and don't talk about her like that. <laughs> so so here's the deal, right? I don't necessarily believe. Uh, I am I am very open-minded. So and that's what's great about our podcast. Nothing's off the table, right? Um, right. I don't have to believe you, but I'm definitely going to be respectful to your beliefs, right? Right, and, and that's what I love about this show is we give everyone a chance to come on, and and have a platform. So, uh, to to all the haters out there, well, you can continue to hate, I guess, but uh, I will say have have a little bit of respect for the guests that that come on the show. That that's all I'll say on that. But, uh, Jennifer asks in the room, and I don't know if this is something that can easily be answered. I'm sure it's not, but um, Jennifer was the first caller, right? Was that who called in with there being pulled off the bed? Uh, there's been a couple of Jennifers, I think. The one who got pulled off the bed, wasn't Jennifer Leach? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think so. I think oh, was... okay. I think it was uh, a different and... Jen. I think it was a different okay. a different girl named Jen. I know well, Jen asked, more time than not, uh, when I'm standing in my apartment, I feel something pushing against my pushing on my back. What is that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> um, I mean, Jennifer, I would just, I would, I would first was, advise that, that was Vinny's beer bed. gut. That was Vinny's beer gut. Sorry about hey, that. I can only stalk one woman at a time. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to tell what that is. I, I without more information, um, how long has it happened? Does it happen every day? Is it always in a certain spot? Is it always at a certain time of day? It could be something paranormal. It could. It could not be. I don't. I don't know. Pushing in the back. What is could that? Be a, like, is, could be a fucking tumor. <laughs> it could be a tumor throbbing every day at the same time. We don't know. That escalated quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calm down, Steve. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Linda in the room says uh, often at night she'll look outside her window and see an ominous figure uh, in the darkness. Um, she'd like to know what that's all about. She meant fat. Closely, closely <laughs> resembles the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, that's, a, that's a that's a show joke. Sorry, that would be Vinny actually outside. You know, uh, light, light, and darkness when combined cause funny things. I would say if she sees the same thing every day or every time she looks out the window, there's probably a logical explanation for it. I think it's a, it's a uh, slightly portly uh, podcast host that might be stalking her. <laughs> it could be. I mean, do you see something shining on the top of its head? Where do you think I got those? <laughs> she doesn't lock her windows. I mean, the, the, the problem with questions like that is I, I, I'm not able to ask that person questions about it. And that's the first thing we do is, you know... Anytime we have a, a claim of paranormal, I would say over 90% of them, there's a logical explanation for it. But you have to, that's why they call it investigating instead of a, a paranormal concluding because, you know, there's any number of things that can cause a, a 
thing to look like a figure outside. Yep, I know. I've had mushrooms before. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys go into an investigation with the hopes of debunking, or do you go in with the hopes of trying to prove that something paranormal is actually happening? We go in to debunk. Okay. And see... I mean... (sighs) we're very empathetic and sympathetic to what they're feeling and what they're stating. So we're not disbelieving them, but what we're trying to do is have sound mind when we go in, you know, we want to see, can we explain what they're talking about? Um, Sometimes it could be that the floor is warped and uneven and you get that funhouse effect. So, you know, Hey, every time I'm in this room, I get real dizzy and I get head rushes, you know, is something messing with me. Your floor's warped. Yeah, you know, because your we, blood pressure pills not working. <laughs> too. Um, you know, so you should go with us sometime. I would love to. You guys are you, you guys are like three or four hours away from me. I, I, oh, I would love I would love for you to to we will go live. <laughs> and Stizo's a Stizo's a very open skeptic. He's very he's very much open to new experiences even though he's a skeptic am i right am i right about that steve absolutely i uh i i i question everything and believe nothing so so where do you i'm in western kentucky i'm like four hours from st louis kentucky kentucky i was just i was just down there a month ago waverly sorry to hear that (laughs) no we'll uh We'll try to make it a point, Andy, to find a location near Stizo. Okay. Or or halfway. I mean, yeah, I'll come up by you guys. It don't matter. I'll come up by Andy. We'll do a couple fucking podcasts on a weekend or whatever. I it, You find some place. You find a, a solid location by you out there that's going to, you know, make me fucking poop my pants, and then we'll fucking do it. Well, I don't know that we can find that because you never know. You can go to the same place a hundred times and have a hundred different experiences. But Stizo shits, shits his pants three, four times a day. <laughs> it's a week. It's a week. Wait a minute. It's a week, not a day. I'm sorry. That was my fantasy. I slipped my fantasy well, in there. And the second thing is, I don't want to pinch in Kentucky and anywhere near my state. Okay, let's make that clear right now. What? You you really well, broke up there. You yeah. broke up a little bit. Your audio you your audio was shit right there. I said I don't want to pant shitting Kentucky and anywhere near my state. Oh, perfect. Oh, don't say Kentucky L- and he gets very lucky enough for you. I'm from Wisconsin, motherfucker. A cheesehead Kentuckian. You have cheesy shits. I only live here because it's fucking economical. Okay. okay. I made a decision uh, and I stuck no, with I'm, it. Uh we can find let's we see. Can find some we can definitely find some. You know where we should go back to uh like Kendrick House, Carthage, Missouri. No, that's kinda on the other side of the state. We'll find hmm, somewhere. We'll, we'll find somewhere to go. You you we'll find, find it. Another. You, you find it. Up. You find it. Me and Andy will come out there. We'll run some B roll footage for the documentary. We'll make it happen. Yeah. It won't be this year, but we'll definitely do something for next oh, year. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are you, are you scared of the corona? You're out there hunting fucking ghosts. You're scared of the fucking rona? Pussy. <laughs> you're a bunch of pussies. That's what you are. 
The problem is nobody's letting anybody in anywhere. I know. We just I'm, I'm, had a giant five-year birthday bash we were going to do for uh, the Lost Limbs Foundation, a charity event that we had to cancel because we're not allowed to go in there. I'm, I'm, I'm just tugging your nuts, buddy. It's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not doing it anymore. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, tugging your tits, Jen. Sorry, my bad. I didn't, I didn't want it. I didn't want to leave anybody out. Can we do so, that like on the podcast? No. No, okay. no, we'll do that with the threesome. I mean, never mind. <laughs> so, Christopher, the same gentleman that asked the question uh, or made the comment about uh, you not being Christian uh, said that whether or not he believes, he must say that's a great topic for tonight's show. So, well, thank you, thank you very much. Well, uh, I appreciate. That. I mean, I've been I've been told by a person that I go to church with that they don't believe. And what I do, that they believe all spirits are demons and that we're, we're dabbling with the devil. And it's, okay, I mean, if that's what you believe, I'm sorry. I guess I won't be inviting you over for dinner anytime soon. Because <laughs> you come anyway, but. Well, and that's the thing, you know, everyone has a voice, everyone has an opinion. And exactly. as long as you can walk away from a, a conversation with somebody and you still have your opinion of that and, and you're still uh, human and uh, civil with that person. It's it's not a bad. That's what the world is missing right now. Nobody talks. Nobody talks yeah. to learn or understand. Everyone talks to respond. Right. Yeah. So so what would dinner at your house comprise of? Fried baby or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, since some people think you're so horrible, you know, what would dinner at your house consist of? Fried up babies or, you know, oh, I, I, boiled thought you said, I thought you said fried baby. No, you know what I do? I, I, like, I like grilling ribeyes. I smoke pork. Um, I've got a pork butt in the fridge. I'm waiting for it to stop raining. I do some pork steaks. I do baby back ribs. We make tacos, spaghetti. Oh, wow. Let me let me cut you off right there. Are you free tomorrow night for another show? Because <laughs> you and Steezo now have a lot in common. I'm a, I, I, I am a smoking fool, dude. It, like it, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about smoking meat. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know you are. I'm talking. I, I know Steezo you're talking about smoking meat. meat. I'm talking about smoking food. But we'll, 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 we're not we're not going to split hairs here. <laughs> That yeah, I like uh, I've got a I've got a simple Weber smoker, and I've gotten to the point I don't even need to take the temperature inside of it because I know it's going to do based on how much charcoal and wood and the temperature outside. I I, I have a I have a pit boss uh, pellet grill, a pellet smoker. He sleeps with it every night. Does he? Is that his? Is that his? Uh, his homie? Is uh? Is that his future ex-wife? <laughs> it's he, on the he list. Have a lot, he, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, the list is they, growing. They always smell good, don't they? Oh yeah. If you're gonna sleep with something, you, it ought to smell good. <laughs> well, well, Dane, you had my attention when you said smoking meat. Um, that that woke me up. Uh, that, that hey, you know, how you doing? Um, but <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh. I, we've had, I, I'm not saying clearly, you know, you and I are friends and Jen and I, um, so I, I don't, uh, I don't judge. 
if I don't believe, I, I don't believe, and that's my right to not believe, but I don't judge you for, for your beliefs. And, and going back to what Stizo said, that is definitely the problem in the world today. We, we don't talk to each other. We talk at people. Um, right. And again, that's what I love about this platform here is that everybody has to say, I, we'll take anybody on the show. We don't care. I literally, go back and look at some of the episodes we've had. <laughs> yeah, we've proven that over and over again. Man, I saw it twice, so what does that say? Uh, it says, obviously, we're lucky enough to have you back. So, Or or Andy has really poor judgment, one of the two. <laughs> it's it's probably better, but we'll, we'll go with uh, we were good enough to be asked back. Yeah, I, I, definitely. Um, so, you guys have said that you run into a lot of spirits and whatnot. Have you run into uh, quote unquote evil spirits? Yes. Jen won't talk Hold about on. it. Where are you going? Are you going Valeska? Yes. God damn it. The Valeska Axeburger House. That is the that is the one place where I can honestly say I encountered something truly evil and it was not demonic. I think the, I think demons get more credit than than you know, um, demons, I believe, are real. I've never seen one. I've never felt one. Um, I believe if you do encounter one, you are in serious trouble. So so I'm a little bit confused. But, then. Um, what, what is the difference then between a demon and evil? Okay. Charles Manson was not a demon. True. But we, we can all agree that he was evil, right? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, Misunderstood, I say. <laughs> yeah, that too. But his conscience, his feelings, his attitude, his view of the world and how it goes did not disappear when he died. It just moved into a different realm, into a different form. Where that is, I don't know. But I know at the Liska Axmer house, there were eight people murdered inside with an axe while they were sleeping. And the person who was either partially responsible for it or solely did it. I, I can't believe eight people were murdered in a two-story home with an axe and nobody was able to run out. I, but I wasn't there. It happened almost 100 years ago. Huh. The, person, the person who either helped do it or did it is still there. So what did you experience when you were there? I can I can clearly see Jen's becoming very uncomfortable with this topic. Well, Jen, Jen still gets visited by this guy. He uh, he has got a lot of power, and he is in control out there. And a lot of people have gone out there and have confronted it and provoked it, and they've had some very bad experiences. One of our investigators um, quit the paranormal after she went there. Her eyes turned black. We had three different people working on her. Okay, so basically what happened, there was eight of us there total. The house is really small. There's a barn outside that's kind of been turned into like a break area. So we were taking shifts of four different people going in. Well, the, the three out-of-town people that are not local that are on our team we're, we're getting ready to leave they went into the house one last time and they started having all kinds of uh weird meter readings and energy well they came out and got me and said you got to come in and see this so i went in there and it literally felt like a swirl of energy running around the room but it didn't feel threatening it felt calm it felt uh jubilated it felt 
I don't know how to describe it. So I got out a, a little kid's Dr. Seuss book and started reading it. One of the investigators said it felt like something climbed up on his lap and sat down. We were getting uh, EMF readings off the chart. And every time I tried to get a camera out, everything would stop. So I finally I put the camera down and said, I'm not going to film this. This went on for about 20, 25 minutes, and then it all kind of died down. We went out, talked to the other people about what happened. They left. We came back and tried to recreate it, tried to have the same experience. We got a little bit of activity, but it was not much. So I took a spirit box, which is uh, nothing more than a radio transmitter that scans through radio frequencies. And the theory behind it is the spirits can use the energy and the audio to form words and speak. Huh. So I went upstairs by myself and I was using a spirit box and I heard a, ver a very angry man's voice come through twice. Now I could not make out what he was saying, but I thought, you know, my intuition kicked in and said, you know what? I probably shouldn't be up here by myself. So we got the rest of the people to, to come up there. So there was uh, four of us up there at the time. Now there was five. Five. five of us up there at the time. The lady that I'm talking about, I will not mention her name out of, out of privacy, but she is the kindest, sweetest, most mellow, doesn't talk a lot. She started becoming agitated as I was questioning this thing as to what was your involvement here? Why are you still here? What do you know about it? So one of the other ladies that was a medium, the theory has always been that he hid in the attic while the, the people were gone. And when they came home, he stayed up there and blah, blah, blah. But one of the ladies said, no, he didn't hide in the attic. He hid in that closet over there. And we were in the children's bedroom. So she said, go open that door. As soon as I open the door, Jen starts crying like a little kid. And this lady that's in the next room starts yelling at me. Like, like I told you not, we shouldn't even be up here. You know, it starts getting very agitated, very aggressive. And at one point even came into the room and Jen thought she was going to attack me. So it was at that point where one of the other ladies said, maybe we should go and take a break. Let's all go outside. And at that point, the two medium ladies, Jen was a medium, but she was new. She was helping. But these other two ladies have been doing this their entire lives. And they said her eyes were black. And I believe them 100%. They said there was nothing but, but pupils in her eyes. And she went into a state of depression. She and Jen both had the same dream the next night that I went back into the house and up into the attic and an unseen force had grabbed me and slammed me into the nails that were coming through the roof. So how do you have two people in two different states have the same dream? Um, she also said that that man would come and visit her and, and she would see him in the window, even though she lives on the second floor of an apartment. So she ended up quitting the paranormal Jen had nothing but problems, wouldn't even talk about it, wouldn't look at a picture, wouldn't review any evidence, um, absolutely nothing. And didn't want to talk about it, wouldn't speak about it. About a year later, she started getting these visions and these dreams, and it was the same guy. It was the preacher that was accused of the crime and tried for it, but was never convicted. Interesting. 
I don't know what to say. Um, again, uh, a listener in the room wants to know if Jen has any um, malachite near her to hold. Malachite. I do. Malachite. Okay, so what is malachite? I I, I don't know, but it, apparently it's needed right now. Stat. Stat. Um, so here's the thing: is somebody is watching this and picking up on what she's feeling. I was probably sensing something because this happened the other, the other day. We were on a podcast last Thursday, and somebody brought up the Velisca. Hey, hey, t- t- hey! Whoever's rolling dice in the background, can we can we not do that as loud? I was gonna say, I, I feel like I'm playing pachinko or something. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's her. Damn it, Jen! And, and you can't tell her what to do. I've been trying for 20 years. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay. I just go on Amazon and buy ghost hunting equipment, and then I ask for forgiveness. Uh, Amy Amy Bugis in the room says, "Tell her to hold it for the next thirty minutes." So I don't know what that means. I don't either. So you, so Amy, are are you saying are are you now saying they're not as full of shit as you thought they were earlier? Is is that what you're saying? Or I don't I don't think Amy ever said that they were full. Of, I think Amy was on their side the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, she wasn't. Well, she was not. No. No. Okay. She's a believer. Wait. She's a believer. Well, I know she she's is. a believer. She's a disbeliever in them. Oh well. That's, okay. that's why we've been begging her to call in. Uh, again, everybody has their opinion, um, and she said, "Nope." She not believing us. I don't know. She won't call in, so I can't answer for. Her. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, we could try. We could make that a bit on the show. We'll just answer questions for other people. <laughs> no shit. Speaking of bits on the show, <laughs> um, we'll save that for another time, Stizo. What? There's a little inside joke. Which one? The new, the new bit that we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so so then what happened, Dane? That was it. So. No, it's the bar. I know. So basically what happened after that, they were working on her. I had to go back into the house and start cleaning all the equipment up. So I went back in there. There's no electricity in there except in one bedroom downstairs. So there's no lights in the house. So I did this all with a flashlight. So I got everything packed up in the totes. As I was walking to the car, I set the last coat down. I reached for the door to open it, to load the car, and the car door locked by itself. Huh. And yeah. I, looked up, I looked up in the attic window, and I was just like, you know, I know that was you, blah, blah, blah. So there, there's a cast iron stove in the kitchen. They still have all the original furniture and stuff in the house. Um, the flashlight we have was metallic, so it, it, could, it had a magnet on the end. So it was you know, bolted or whatever to the cast iron stove with the light facing up. And when I went in to get that thing, as I approached the house, the thing just started scrolling out, but it wasn't even in a pattern. It was just all crazy. And I basically walked in and I just said, you know what, F you, dude. <laughs> like, you got nothing on me. Uh-oh. I think they froze. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, wait, oh uh- boy. Joe oh, boy, he's pissed somebody off. Yeah. It's the demon. Um, 
Uh, Did you, Jan- you guys see it? Oh, what the hell happened there? Uh, They'll come he back. He definitely pissed off some demon. They'll come back. Uh, yeah. Demon's name is Wi-Fi. <laughs> Whoa. Yes, now? Yep. You're, we got yep. you back. You're back. What's the, what's the last thing you heard? Um... Uh, it, it was a, it was a very, it was, it was like a, a very like Danzig type growl. It was a, <laughs> and then your Wi-Fi shit out. The the last thing I heard was I just saved a bunch of money by switching my car insurance to Geico. No, oh, okay. That could have been the voices in my head. It happens a lot. Yeah, it does. Where where did Jen go? Did she leave? Uh, uh yeah. Um, so Amy I'm said to tell Jen that the pounding in her heart is how she will know when to hold it from here forward. Say that again. Amy says to tell her that the pounding in her heart is how she will know when to hold it from here forward. Okay. That's the Malachite. Is that how you say yeah. it? Okay. All right. Um, so so why did, did Jen leave? Because this was getting emotional for her? Or she had when, whenever, another... whenever we bring Valeska up and talk about that, something happens. And she, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. She resorts well, to the bathroom and diddles herself. Oh, that's disrespectful. Please, oh, come on. Uh, it was uh, just a question. All you had to do was say no. Hey, just because you crap your pants all the time doesn't mean everyone does. It's not all the time. It's three or four times a week. Get it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Well, it's like, it's like sneezing for most people. I certainly hope she comes back. Um, I, I don't want her to be upset. Um, that's not what we try. Certain people on this show, we do try to get them upset. Jen is not one of them. Right. No, there's there's nothing that anybody said or did that, that caused that. Except for Steezo. Well, yeah, Steezo, but, you know, I've kind of I've grown warm to him. <laughs> He's like a fungus. He grows on you. He does. I mean, I just find it weird that Parker Brothers sells all these portals to uh, these demon portals to, you know, kids under 16 at, at, at your local Walmart. Right. But you got to be 21 to buy cigarettes. Right. Yeah. I don't believe boards in of themselves are portals. It is really nothing more than me asking a spirit to come and interact with my equipment. It's about the intent. So what people don't understand is when you're asking something to come in, you don't really know what that is. So if you haven't done any grounding or protection, any type of meditation, you don't know what you're inviting in. So I've got a question for you then. Since you're talking about protecting and grounding and things like that, does that conflict with your Christian faith? Absolutely not. Okay. Really, when I, when I when I do a grounding, what it does is I'm basically envisioning myself uh, standing barefoot on the earth, and I pull the earth energy up through my body, and then once it fills, then I envision a white light that comes down and comes in through my head and then comes all the way down through my feet and then out and then envelops me in a big, giant, white ball of protection. And then when we do an investigation, we ask the spirits, we tell them why we're there. And we tell them that we come at them to be respectful in a whatever we're trying to do, whether 
we're just trying to investigate a place or if we're trying to help a client out, but we tell them, you know, you're not allowed to attach to us. You're not allowed to, you know, interfere with us. You're not allowed to attack us. If you can't be respectful, then you're not allowed to come in. And the mistake that I made at Whispers Estate was it was the second investigation we had done um, that that day. And sometimes I get lulled into if there's not a lot of activity happening, I don't need to sage. I don't need to cleanse and I don't need to close and I don't need to say a prayer of protection as I leave the home. I did not do that. Something followed me home, but I didn't know it. It wasn't affecting me. It was affecting my wife, one of my dogs, and my kid. Huh. So it's a lot like syphilis. <laughs> That's true. It is. But at least they have penicillin for syphilis. Um, true. Your, your thoughts on, it seems to me like all the all the movies and all these documentations of, of uh, possessions, it seems to me like, it's always the Catholic church that has to come in and perform an exorcism. What makes the Catholic church so special? Where, like they're the only ones that, that do these, these uh, rites of exorcism. Uh, that is a question I cannot answer fully, but I know that people that are in the Catholic faith that are, uh, supposedly able to do exorcisms go through a rigorous training course. It's, it's not like it's not like they take an online class for three hours, uh, you know, four times a week, like Stizo shits himself, and then you get a certificate <laughs> at the end of the week. They go through. They go through. They probably go through months and months, if not years, of preparation. And they don't just pick anybody. It's not like you can just go sign up. You have to meet certain criteria. And I, I don't really know what that is. So it's like SEAL Team Sin. Could yeah. it be a multi-million dollar uh, medium uh, media buy that the Catholic Church has? To I don't, I don't know that because I don't think they charge to do that. I don't, I don't know how that works. But I know that if you get to the point where you need that, you are in serious trouble. And I have never witnessed anyone that has been to that point. Huh. And you know what? I hope you never do. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't go looking for demons. I don't go and try to conjure things or summon them up. We want to have a uh, experience with the spirits that are good for them, that are good for us. If they if they're not playing nice, then we're not going to stick around. You know, we don't provoke. We don't go in there and the the Zach Bagans school of investigating. We don't scream at them and demand that they do anything. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that was uh, a very nice segue. I was just about to ask you about Ghost Adventures, and um, you guys had an opportunity. Was was it Jen that? Was interviewed or yes, she was interviewed for uh, one of the episodes. Her interview was partially played, not the entire thing, and actually a very small clip of video that we took at the Mineral Springs Hotel was was used as a part of the show in the very beginning. I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of that show. Um, I think they're way overly dramatic. and at this point, I believe they're just in it for money. 
Well, I mean, it is entertaining. And I will say this about ghost adventures. People in the paranormal field, some people love it, some people hate it, but everybody watches it. And everybody talks about it. Yeah, I, I don't watch them. I, I've watched some of their episodes, and I was like, yeah, this is this is horseshit. You, you you absolutely cannot say the word everybody when you say that everybody well, watches not, that. Not everybody, but a lot of people... A lot of people will do complaining about it. I'm like, yeah, but you're still watching it. And that's that's really what it is. It's ghost hunting, but it's but it's also for entertainment. Uh-huh. It's like it's like a drug addict, you know. People don't. It's like watching out. the WWF or WWE, yeah. whatever it's called now. But people don't start out by, uh, you know, shooting needles and smoking crack and stuff like that, but. When you're ghost hunting, now people want to see demons. Now people want to see people being attacked. They want to see that because they need that. Because, you know, Joe and Harold uh, investigating grandma's kitchen because her dead husband might be there is not drawing viewers in. It's not getting people talking about it. So there is an entertainment factor. Um, I don't believe they're fakes, but I believe a lot of the stuff that they capture as evidence is because of either a things that they have brought with them they get mistaken for something that's inside of the home or b things that they've brought with them has stirred up some activity Stizo, you just had a ghost walk behind you wear a blue shirt <laughs> it's not a ghost it's ghost my, adventures my son you Jen, stupid Jen's back hey welcome back Jen hi well we were we were saying earlier we were hoping that you'd come back and we didn't want to upset you. And Cezo thought you might have shit your pants. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't think I was hoping. <laughs> Went and got my friend. It's a malachite frog. Oh, ribbit. Yes. So you had to go to the bathroom to retrieve that? I did not do that. <laughs> She keeps she keeps it in her underwear. I don't. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, I don't need to know where she keeps it. I just, I just know she was off camera for a while and she came back with it. Yeah, but you brought up the bathroom. I'm, I'm free to form my own thoughts. Okay. Well, wow. So, it, interestingly enough, you you had mentioned uh, the fact that you had a little English boy in your house. That's true. Pervert. Sure. That's funny. Stizo has an English boy in his trunk. <laughs> he's black. He's black and blue and hates anal sex. <laughs> oh boy! Jen just said, "What did you walk? What did I walk back into?" I'm like, I don't know. We went from Zach Bagans to anal sex with a person in a trunk of a car, and there was like no, no. Uh, there was no segue. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we do, Amy. I'm gonna ask this question, Uh-oh. and it's the last one I'm asking because I want you to call in. Amy wants to know, Jen, if you understand about the pounding heart. On, huh? <laughs> pounding. Oh, okay. uh, she got it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, Vinny. She she mentioned earlier. I'm trying to find the comment here. Um, help me out there. Pull pull your weight, Vinny, for once, and that's a lot of weight. I, I realize I'm asking you to do a lot. That's actually the producer's job. But what are you looking for, Amy's? 
the, yeah, the Amy's comment when she was talking about the. the so what is if 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 Steezo has to do everything, then what is Vinny here for? I'm just asking. Good looks. Well, okay, that's what, that's what she said. Jen's aesthetics. He, he he takes up a lot of camera space. <laughs> and he's wearing a Carhartt shirt tonight. Look at that. Big surprise. Uh, she's so weird. Something about Jen would know when to use the Malachite or stop yeah, you. T- tell her that the pounding pounding in her heart is how she will know when to hold it from here forward. Uh, referring to the Malachite. This is kind of absurd. Amy should really just call in and not have fucking remote conversations with the guests. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just Jesus fucking that? Christ. What I want to know, if it's going to make her heart pound, what was it doing in her butt? <laughs> it wasn't in my so, butt. Well, here's what I want to know. Is this something that Amy is, is sending? Is this uh, something that she's doing? Or is this an experience that she's had and she knows when her heart starts to pound that she needs the Malachite? Well, that would be great to know. And well, the answer to all in. those questions some, some kind is 316-512-1465. Of... Maybe it's some kind of 6G connection we don't know about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And hey, look at that. The phone lines just so happen to be open. Just saying, Amy. So, yeah, uh, Amy. You got nine minutes to wrap this son of a bitch up. Call in and take us out. Bring this bitch full circle. I don't close so, this bitch right up. I don't know. Tell them what you just told me. So Malachi is used for um, uh, energy cleansing and, and rebalancing. That's what I use it for. Okay. Um, sure. I don't know. I, I I can't. I can't read her mind. I don't know. Um, and I'm and I'm not even going to pretend to try. Anyway, uh, that really threw me off of what I was what I was going to ask next. But uh. was it the the person in the trunk and? Steezo having anal sex with him that threw you off, or, or no? No, I'm, I'm used to him doing. No, it. yeah, that never throws us off. That's just a regular. That's a regular yeah, thing. They get, they, I send them daily pictures. They know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Amy said oh, he's replying to Anthony. I am so lost and confused here. Um, you don't say. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just a normal. Almost thing. two hours into the show, and you don't know what the fuck's going on. That's great. That that that's normal, Andy. Yeah, it's a normal show. But anyway, <clears throat> I, I would like to ask you guys to stay on after we close out the show because I, I would like to ask some more questions. And sure. since Amy's not going to call, I guess uh, it's probably about that time we wrap it up, fellas. What do you say? We can do that. And also, uh, we have the Patreon account. Oh, oh okay. 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 So real yes. quick. I got a text during JTF. One of the uh, the network sponsors, uh, Blue Line Farms. That's www.bluelinefarms, P-H-A-R-M-S, um, uh, our, our number one CBD oil dispensary in the nation right here in Kentucky. It's a good friend of mine. It is top knowledge or top quality uh, CBD. For the next week, uh, he has a sale on 500 milligram isolate 
which there's no THC in that. Anyone can take it. Um, $20 a bottle. So $20 for a month supply of CBD. If you don't take CBD, everyone on the network takes the CBD. I no longer, I've had two back surgeries. uh, Vinny's on it. Uh, I've had two back surgeries. I no longer take any fucking ibuprofen, any Tylenol, any of that shit. So for the next uh, week, uh, go to Blue Line Farms. That's P-H-A-R-M-S dot com. Use code word COVID, C-O-V-I-D, and you're going to get $20. Uh, you'll pay $20 for the bottle of uh, 500 milligram isolate. Uh, total checkout is going to be twenty eight fifty with shipping. So for $30, under $30, you're going to get a month of order 40 bottles. Get it, b- b- buy 10 of them. Get it for the year. You're, you're done. You're, is that you're, only for isolate, not full spectrum? Only for the isolate, yes. Uh, so that's uh, over half off. Way over half yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. Way over. Um, it, it's 20 bucks. So out of out of the in your card is 28.50 with shipping. It's two-day shipping. You order it today. Uh, it'll go out tomorrow. You'll get it Saturday. Wait. Oh, we got a caller. Look at that. Look at us plugging all the way to the end of the fucking show. That's right. Caller, go ahead. You're on the air. Nothing's off the table. What up? What up? <laughs> Hard decks and helicopters. Which one are you riding? <laughs> Guys are interrupting my drinking time during the Rona. <laughs> How can we be interrupting? I mean, it, we're, I have uh, no. It's entertaining. So what? So I don't even know where you guys want me to start. I mean, what, why do you want me to call in? I mean, just to to diffuse the confusion or what? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, okay. So you know, she's in a state of confusion, and and everybody knows, you know, when you're confused, and what's the best way to attack someone is when you're in a state of confusion. So that's it's just simple, simple science, you know. Malachite is an old, it's an old rock used, it's a stone that has been used for centuries and centuries to to purify and for protection and, I mean, all across the board, cleansing, you name it, and, but however, it's rare, um, the purest form, but she is in a state of confusion because she's always trying to debunk and she doesn't know what is real and what is not. So that is why she has a pounding heart all the time. She's always anxious. She's always anxiety, vulnerable. So this is Jenna you're talking about, correct? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's why you wanted me to call in and explain what I was talking about, and that's why you were confused. So, yeah. well, I mean, that's nothing new for me. I'm right, always right. confused. We all know that. Yeah, we all know that. Easy, easy. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, what other questions? Yes, I've had experiences. I had it on a daily basis. I mean, what do you want to know? I mean, I don't know what to say. So, are are you reading her? Then is is that what's going on? Um, I, I could just tell, I mean, and you could see in her facial expressions that I hit it right on the money with her and she knows exactly, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. So, you know, all she needs to do is just hold it. Anytime she starts to feel that, that's when she's going to feel like she's under attack or having nightmares or dreams or whatever is holding. And actually, you know, if she 
actually finds Malachite in the in the um, raw form and makes it into an ankle bracelet to her left ankle, she'll be fine. Now, now, why did you say that? You thought they were? Did you say they were full of shit? I'm still confused on that. You you were not believing? She, no, she supported them the whole time. Yeah, I was supportive of the whole time. This was a conversation that was with somebody else that was saying that other things, speaking of other things. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, yes. So, no, I totally support it. I totally believe it. Everybody's going to believe in what they see, what they feel, what they know. I mean, seeing is believing. Feeling is believing. And, and you know, just like how we say on the on the other show – we got to go by how we feel. Don't be afraid to say how you feel because who's who, who can tell you that your feelings are not true? You're the one that feels it. So how are, who are we to say that it's false? Well, I, right? I agree with that. So, so basically to be a skeptic, we're being a hypocrite at the same time. So yeah, I support what they do. Um, do I believe in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Amy, this I, is Vinny. I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood your position in the room. So I, I'm sorry if I misrepresented your position. But could you explain the beating okay, heart I'm, thing? None of us knew what that was. Yeah. Okay. So I was getting a little heated up because of uh, uh, this other guy, you know, was talking about that there's no souls. There's no things. You know that. And blah, 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 blah. So it was a completely different conversation Got that it. was happening. So so I had nothing to do with that. But for her, um, I can completely tell. I mean, her anxiety went through the roof. I mean, within like 5, 10, 15 minutes of the conversation. So, you know, and then she had to step away. And when she went to go and grab the Malachite, she felt more calm. Well, that's because she was reassured. It was validated to her. So someone of of the same is going to validate to her, hey, this is true of how you're feeling. Your feelings are not false. So what's the first thing that we do? We always doubt our feelings. We always doubt our judgment. We doubt everything that we do. It's human error. It's human everything. So, so basically it's common sense. I mean, you can use it as common sense. You can use, you can say it's science. You can say it's being empathic or a medium or whatever you want to say. That's all it was. The other conversation, I'm not going to even go there because I have experiences daily. Um, and it's not fun. And it, it, it is terrorizing, and it's not something that you go and talk about. It's not something you share. Um, is it stuff that's documented? Absolutely. Um, I actually had a, um, a paranormal um, team um, last year when um, Bit was here, and um, she had a medium with her, and she predicted Kevin coming in and it was literally three days later it occurred and didn't even know any of that so yeah I believe in it um there's no way that anyone would know who he was from all the way over here and you guys know what I mean um I have 
experiences daily that are um, now happening at work that my coworkers are noticing. And it's kind of scary. And it's, it's not something that can be explained. And I work with energy. I work with, well, I'm a welder. So um, I know all that magnetic field and all of that bullshit. So it all can be relative to that. But there's no way to explain it when it's nothing near it. Does that make sense? It, it's much more clear now. <laughs> one person that would really understand would be Stizo. I mean, when you have an understanding of the science or metal or anything that is pertaining to anything earthy and, and you completely get it and you work with it daily and then you have this completely different realm, it doesn't make sense because it totally defies science. It, it defies it. it. There's no way to explain it. And when you have people that are fake, that are always talking about they want to debunk it, and they're trying to find ways to explain it away and come up with two or three reasons, then there's your answer. It's fake. Well, If you can't explain it and it defies science, and you fully understand science, then, then that, that shit is real. And, you know, I have, I have documentation. I have video. I have audio. Things that I didn't attend. Things that, didn't, that I didn't plan on within the past couple years. And I don't need to go into you, you three know why. Mm -hmm. And it, it is kind of scary. And, you know, why would I have... You know, it's explainable years ago with cameras um, that ha that you put the film in, right? Or when digital came out and there was a, a, a problem with the lens or whatever. But now that we have um, our phones and we could take pictures and, and whatnot, there's no way to do back-to-back -back negative pictures. Does that make sense? So I have tons and tons of video and pictures that I unknowingly took with someone in them after the fact, if that makes sense. Well, there's me... no way to explain it. There's no, and, and from my iPhone, just simple pictures. Um, and some of them I have posted on my Facebook and no one has ever noticed. Let, let me ask you a question or at least, say or make a statement here the the reason i was Just confused the reason i was confused is because i know you're a fan of michelle belanger mm -hmm. and we've had her on the show and then yes. with, with yes. vinnie given bad gouge yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was i i did i i i gave bad info i take full responsibility for that. So, so that that was one of the the main reasons why i was confused <clears throat> right uh so the the question i want to follow up with is so if you have somebody, we'll just take me as an example, that uh -huh. doesn't necessarily believe but but wants to, uh, mm -hmm. what what can I do if there's anything to to maybe become a believer or or yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. Well, I could tell you from my experience, because I can't I can't tell you 
that this certain thing is going to happen to you um, a certain way and it's definitive, right? Mm. There's no way that, so anytime anyone says, oh, this is how it's going to happen and this is what, you know, what you look for, that, that you can debunk it right there because there's no possible way to replicate experiences period so each individual is different just like how we talked on ltr um with jtf about everyone suffers differently everyone has unique experiences blah 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 right it's the same sense so if you're searching and you're looking and you want to believe in something and you, and you're skeptical, mm-hmm. you're, you're looking for it. You're looking for what everybody else told you what to look for. And you're missing everything that you should be seeing. So there's no way that I, or anyone that can tell you how to be a believer until it happens, until it happens to you, you will not know. Got it. That, that's all. That that's the only way I can explain it. Um, my whole life, I was, I questioned. I've always had the feeling, the sense of anything, um, whether it was something dangerous or or not or positive. I've always had that, um, and that's where I learned to seek. Um, uh, kind of like living on, like getting on my bike. Um, if I feel like it's dangerous to ride that day, I'm not going to do it because, you know, Murphy's law, (laughs) it will happen. (laughs) Right. So instinct is what you're saying. That could be debunked, right? That's common sense. Duh, go by your gut feeling. However, if you have a feeling of you are not safe, um, is that you're, kind of like how you feel with PTSD. That's exact, That's the only way I can explain it. That's how you feel when nothing else is going on. And you're by yourself and, you know, you then add on strange things moving or occurring or, or um, like in my instance, like a door shutting that was locked because... And here's how I can explain this, is you guys know my past. I deadbolt my doors um, because of reasons that you already understand and know why, no matter what day or time of day or night. So why would it be open um, after I checked it 10, 20 times? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, Or, for example, today... Um, I was at work all day long, um, get off at 4.30, and, you know, Paul, he's gone all the way up till 5.30. No one's been in my home. I have cameras, whatever, and I get home, and my bathroom is as though someone just took a shower, and written on my little mirror says, hi. Hi. It's, it's fogged up, and it just says, Hi. Um, Amy, Amy, I I know I asked you to call you in. Know, those are things. I've so got, that's all. That's all I'm going to share from right there. I I appreciate you calling in. I really do, and thanks for clearing yes, things for me. Vinny's, Vinny's fuck up. 
Yeah, yeah, Vinny. Yeah, you've totally cleared it up, and I appreciate it. I've got somebody else trying to call in. Okay. But uh, thanks, Bye. Amy. Love you. See ya. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. So I don't know who was trying to call in. I have I have a, a, a very good suspicion of who it was, but oh, I think I know. Yeah. If I had uh, to guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, Dane and Jen, thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Well, uh, seeing as they didn't get a chance to respond to the oh, to, to the m- match height, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, right. do you do you agree with what she her description of it? Are you confused on it? Are you uh, agree disagree? Uh, uh, making a trigger toe for your shotgun? What are you What are you doing? Are you bleeding? Dane, it was brought to my attention earlier. Somebody just texted me and said that you haven't uh, blinked in a while. Are you okay? Uh, <laughs> I, I thought his camera froze. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to watch Steezo, who is loading a real gun. I'm trying to watch Vinny, who is who is playing out a Russian roulette and then trying to hang himself. And- <laughs> Trying to listen to her and I'm and not laugh. Um, hey, just what we needed another caller. If this isn't Joey Pizza, this better be Joey Pizza or I'm gonna fucking end it right now. It's not, it's drunk. No, it's drunk, Jeff. Oh, great. Yeah, of course it is. (laughs) What? Yo, yo, I'm trash. (laughs) What the fuck was that, bitch? Wow, wow, be respectful. Be respectful, man. What's wrong with you? Uh, Okay, hold on. Let me rephrase it. What the fuck was that bitch? Be respectful, damn it. All right. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, Anyway, any. any, uh... Here's here's my thoughts on that. Go ahead. That was... Go ahead, Dave. Being born with gifts, at first you have to acknowledge it before you can do anything with it. And, and you know, we are still, we're only five years into this. And it takes a long time to really hone your craft, so to speak. So did Stizo pick up a microphone and some headphones and a, and a laptop and pr- start producing podcasts right away? No, he didn't. I don't know. still don't know what Vinny does, but whatever he does, I'm sure he didn't just start out doing it. It's a mystery to all of us. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, you look at, if you look at Vinny, a good guess would be like, what do you eat mashed potatoes for a living? So, so, I'm just eye candy. He did say a lot of things. She did. She she has some really big eye candy. (laughs) (laughs) Just more of me to love. There you go. Uh, Anyway, she talked about having things and and visions and feelings and things and doubting them. And that was probably the biggest hurdle that Jen had when she finally came to the realization and said, yes, I am a medium and I can do this. But what is she trying to do? She's trying to differentiate between th- 
thoughts that come into our head, a voice that comes into our head, a vision that comes into our head. Is that my imagination or is that somebody else's? And there was a lot of doubting and there was a lot of times where she wouldn't say something or she wouldn't write anything down because she was afraid to be wrong. And I really think in the last year, maybe year and a half, she has climbed out of that shell and finally said, look, I'm writing everything down because she is starting to learn the difference between somebody else's feelings and thoughts and her own. And yes, I can tell you that when anyone brings up that Velisca house, she gets a lot of anxiety. She gets confused. I think everybody has, you know, if you're in this field, you at some point you're going to come across an experience that leaves some sort of unsettled feeling. And I witnessed things when I was there. I felt things when I was there. And I had to do a lot of work and meditating um, when I came home and, and, the the preacher guy has he's I don't want, he's just found a way to get, to get into my head at times and I have to protect myself and it's one of those things where I did not I asked Dan before we got on the show what some of the topics were we were going to talk about if he had said that we, he was going to bring up Velisca again I would have done some some different type of grounding or meditation or protection. And I didn't. So my guard was down and yeah, my anxiety went up. And Dane's in trouble. <laughs> He's always in trouble. I'm always in trouble. <laughs> anyway, that, that lady did have a lot of valid points. I, she really did. It's just that Vinny made us believe that she was going to come on the show and attack us. And I don't really think she, I think she was actually trying to be helpful. I think she was. No, I mean, yeah, I, the, the comments, there was a shit show in the room, and the comments were very misleading. It, it, it's a weird thing when, you, when you're when you reading the, the, the show. Uh, like, you will see, we see the comments um, as they appear, but the comments are replies to a comment from 50 posts ago. Yeah, between right. the delay but and stuff. But we see it, it was... in real time. Yeah, you you have to make sure that it's because it'll say replying to or saying to or whatever. So it, it it's a weird clusterfuck to follow. And Vinny is someone who uh, absolutely loves to get into <laughs> dumpster fire type uh, scenarios on Facebook. Like he like he's a troll. He's a professional troll. Um, so he was. So, so he was definitely uh, reading into something that wasn't there. Maybe I don't know. Well, yes. he was probably reading in. He probably saw a comment or something right before hers because I think the guy, uh, the the Christian guy, probably said something along those lines. But I don't know. And, and it could have been. It, it 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 it's a clusterfuck. Yeah, there was a comment made about her not um, seeking attention or profit from what she knows, and and that I guess that was that was aimed at somebody else. Oh. So my apologies. Way to go, Vinny. Fuck all y'alls. Fucking bastard. All right. Well, with that being said, if you guys want to hang out for a few minutes after we wrap it up, I'd appreciate it. Sure. And, and we'll go from there. Um, I'd ask Vinny to take us out, but he'll fuck that up too, I'm sure. So uh, fuck thank you. you, thank you, fuck you, for, fuck you, to everyone that uh, 
contributed to the show tonight. I think it was a great show, and I'm so thankful that you guys came on. Uh, appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, big big heart. I can't even do a heart. Fuck it. Uh, still love you. Doesn't matter. But uh, as, as we mentioned earlier, bluelinefarms.com. Check them out. And the uh, coupon code is COVID. So be sure to support them because they support us, and we love them dearly for that. We've got uh, Crushing Dream. Oh, I'm sorry. Building Dreams General Contracting. That's that's Vinny's company there. Um, actually, he works for the company. That That's slack bastard mike roan owns it anyway matchesproductions.com i'm sorry matchesproductions.com matchesproductions uh for all your multimedia needs and of course llc locust ridge llc for any of your graphic design needs again thank you guys for tuning in thanks for listening and we'll see you guys